The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey. Turn on Do Not Disturb. Okay. Do Not Disturb is now on. Warning, this podcast contains bad language. And scenes that some listeners may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Seeing Things Differently. Fly mess across the pond. With Kay and Cleves. And Angie and Kimberly. And welcome to a brand new show, Seeing Things Differently, Blindness Across the Pond. It's a, a collaboration between T and Cleves, a C-Store podcast, and the lovely ladies from Wisconsin. This is what blind looks like. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hey. We are doing a brand new show. We are podcasters from across the pond from each other. Me and Cleves are in the UK, hosts of Seesaw Podcast. And yourselves, ladies, if one of you wants to like give a rundown of, of who you are, like your podcast. And... Absolutely, yeah. So I'm Angie, and I'm host of This Is What Blind Looks Like. I reside in Wisconsin, in the capital, Madison, Wisconsin. And I don't know what else to say about myself, but um, <laughs> I know for a fact that this podcast is definitely teamwork, and I couldn't have done this without my lovely co-host. Thank you, Angie. You are awesome as well, obviously. This is Kimberly, who is in, um, our lovely host, Angie's co-host. And I am in the center of Wisconsin, located in, and I have low vision. I am blind in one eye, low vision in the other. And I am currently in the process of getting my Braille transcription certification, which will allow me to transcribe textbooks for students here in America. And I identify as blind. I have some vision, but it's just easier for me to say, hey, I'm blind. Uh, and I am currently yeah. looking for a job. And uh, we are me and Cleves. I mean, I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm T. And I also identify as blind. I do have some vision. But I do have, as with you, Angie, I just say it's easier to say blind because I don't want to have to break it down for people every single time. Um, and I won't say where I work because it's a running thing. If you want to know where I work, you can listen to Seesaw Podcast and you can put all the clues together. Some of them are really shit clues. So good luck with that. I'm Cleves. I identify as cis male. Him, his. You're a <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You've broken the ladies already. So much laughter out. Oh my gosh! I at first I thought everyone you else said was identifying, Ishmael. so I was like, no. <laughs> no, I it's like you said Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what do I? What do you identify yourself in the blind community? I don't know. I guess. I guess partly sighted. I got RP. It's a standard disease, isn't it? Everyone has it. It's the most. Uh, it's the coolest disease to have. Everyone wants it. Everyone's got it. It's a fashion accessory in the blind community. Spy, really? I think the first thing that I noticed about, if we're talking about differences across the pond, is like how you and Angie were like, oh, here's my lovely co-host, uh, Kim, and here's my lovely co-host, Angie. And I'm like, here's T's knob. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very different time. <laughs> Most of our intros to our podcast just involve us insulting each other and an intro rolling over it. Yeah. Kimberly that, and that I are just nice to, to each other. That's just what it is. Yeah, that's that's nice. I like that. We don't have that relationship. At least it, it maybe it, yeah, it might be under the surface, but it's definitely <laughs> on the surface. It's not nice. Uh, that's that's not British culture. You you don't. It is. It is British culture. You, you, no, but I mean, like British culture is you don't acknowledge any friendship. It's like we don't have feelings. They are this repressed massively. I forgot to say, I am um, identify as blind. Also, I have a question. Okay, 
So, Cleves, so you going by your last name, is that a northern, like, British thing? I don't know. Some people just do it. Like, I know probably two or three of my friends that go by their last name, weirdly. I never used to either at school. It's, it's been a sort of something that's happened within the last sort of five to ten years that I've started being called by my last name. Gotcha. No, I mean, because people do it here too, but it's not as, like, common. You never want to give yourself your own nickname because you'll be ridiculed for that. <laughs> but my my full name is Anthony, but then I went from t- went by Tony, and then that just got abbreviated to T. I mean, they they can't they can't abbreviate anymore. That's the good thing. Can it just be? I think more of the in that friendship group, more people have a either a last name that we call them by or a nickname than their actual names. It's more it's more a guy thing as well. There's not many girls with nicknames. I don't think. So this this podcast, I mean, nice collaboration that we're doing. We thought it'd be a really good idea to do a podcast discussing blindness across the pond, comparing the UK versus the US of A, and seeing the differences, because there were quite a lot of differences from our initial chats. And we thought that we'd break it down into a bit of a series. And the first episode that we discussed is education. So I know we've had education episodes on our podcast and yours as well. I think just putting them side by side would be a really good, sort of giving a nice sort of framework of how blindness is treated or how it's seen within society. I think that's the bigger, bigger idea that we're going for, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. With regards to America, then, you obviously go kindergarten first. How do things work there in terms of if you have a disability or you're registered blind? Well, I don't know about Kimberly, but like, I know for me, I went to preschool and I started, I mean, I know preschool is now called pre-K. I know sometimes it's been called Head Start. Um, So I started school when I was just three years old. For me, it was advised that I started school early just because like, you know, with my blindness and stuff like that, like I, you know, I, I did occupational therapy, physical therapy and things like that. And so just for me to be ahead of the game and stuff like that and to help me be successful. That's why I started school early. So did you did you get extra help then? And you know, starting early, what you say you started early because like they thought it'd be a good idea to sort of help you out, but did you get extra help or was it just sort of get you in school early? Um, I mean I got help. Like I had a vision teacher and stuff like that, but I didn't get O&M till later in life, so I got O&M when I was, like, 13, and when I moved to Wisconsin, as a matter of fact, but I did get, um, like, large print and stuff like that, you know, growing up, so starting, like, first grade, you know, I, I started getting, like, help with, like, vision stuff. What's a vision teacher? So, a vision teacher is also called a vision itinerant, but now they're called teacher of blind students which is a better way to say it. So like they help you like make sure making sure your materials are in large prints and they'll kind of like work with you in class. I remember for me, it's so weird. Like now that I think about it, because when I was growing up, my vision teacher, like she bought these like large print coloring books where like the lines were bolder and like I would have to like color it like, learn how to color in the lines and stuff like that. I honestly don't know why it was done, but maybe maybe <laughs> something with, like, hand-eye, hand-eye coordination. coordination. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then I also learned how to type. She had typing games with her, and I would learn how to type, and that actually served me well because I'm able to type faster than I could write. So yeah. there was that. She also. How old were you at this point? Oh shit! I was like, man, uh, when I learned how to type, I want to say maybe like second grade was when I started. Seven years old, six, seven. Yeah, yeah, is was when I started learning how to type. Was that on an old school typewriter? No, it was on a computer actually. How about how about you, Kimberly? Like, how was it for for yourself? Um, I had preschool. I also, at the time, I had a lot of health problems, so I had to have, like, what Angie said. I also had to have, like, physical therapy and things like that. So I started kindergarten a year later than most of the students, but it wasn't that big of a deal because here in America, 
kindergarten was started at five or six. And like, if you had a late birthday, then you started at six. And for me, my birthday was in June. So I wasn't really at that late cutoff, but I should have started when I was five. But since I had so many health problems and so many delays in learning things, it wasn't because of my vision. It was just a, a bunch of stuff. I started kindergarten when I was six instead of five. So, um, yeah, I went to kindergarten and my I don't remember if I really had a vision teacher at the time, like what Angie said. But I did have, um, eventually I got one, like by the time I was in third grade, but regularly all students learned at second grade, they started learning how to type. So I actually have very good typing skills because I learned so young. And then throughout from then till fifth grade, I had a vision, or no, then through seventh grade, maybe I had a vision teacher who did O&M with me and helped me learn how to use my cane outside of school. We had like once or twice a week during the summer sessions where they would show me how to ride the bus and things like that. I would have things in large print. I would have things like they, they would have me magnifiers and things like that throughout grade school. And for us, grade school for me was kindergarten through six. So is that sort of like typical, like, with the help that you both had, is is that sort of like, was it the the county that provided that? Was it state or was it the school that sort of stepped up and said, okay, we'll help you out? Or because I assume this these were like public schools that you went to, not specialists. For me, it was a public school and Same. the school stepped stepped up and they didn't give they didn't teach you more than you had to. Like if your vision, my vision teacher thought that. Well, it was assumed when I was young that my vision won't get worse. So the school wasn't going to waste money on teaching me Braille because they were like, well, she doesn't need it. We'll just enlarge her her print and have good lighting and things like that. But it was hard for me to read like the, the chalkboards. And then when I got into high school, they had those dry erase boards. And it was hard to read like green on those and sometimes there'd be like residue on the back like of chalkboards and even those so it was like okay either you have your choice red blue or black that's all I can read (laughs) you know like for the easiest for me yeah for the markers and I learned once I got older that we have like combs in our eyes and it's actually easier for me to read a light color on a black background than it is a black, a dark color on a white background. Yeah, I like that they so, call them vision teachers. Yeah, it makes them sound like they are gonna realize your artistic potential at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So, so for me, I also did not learn braille because they thought, oh, she'll be fine with reading large print and audio. Because I also. I also had to do this thing when I was very young called listening skills where my teacher would read me a book and then I would tell her what happened and stuff like that and basically give her like a short a shortened version of it. And that yeah, really just making making sure that you're paying attention in class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that so I will say that really helped me a lot because it helped me um, with my auditory skills and stuff like that. So I have really strong auditory skills. Then again, Braille would have been great because high school was a fucking nightmare for me. I struggled with eye fatigue. It was horrible. <laughs> Braille would have been <laughs> great, man. But that's what happens when you're par- when you're when you're partially sighted, when you have residual vision. They think that you don't, that you won't benefit from Braille, that you won't need Braille, and that you'll be fine with large print. And that's not always the case. I struggled with maps. Like, even if they blew them up, they could only blow them up a certain amount of... Haven't your country been doing that for years? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I know they've they've just had to retreat, haven't they, recently from one of those countries? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Like, enlarge them. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they could only do it so 
so much. And then it was like sometimes too big. And I was like, well, this is a big difference between this and that. I thought you said they were like right next to each other, you know, uh, and stuff. Come so. on, Kimberly. There's nothing cooler than showing up to a class and everyone gets out their little books and you pull out A2 size paper. Which, <laughs> oh yes. my God. Let yes. me ruffle through my fucking portfolio. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> I need desk. two desks, motherfucker. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, where am I supposed to put my pen, my notebook, my. <laughs> yup, and it was yeah, just and like. And bringing it home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that was heavy. Oh, I remember I my. Like, I had to like roll it, like because they had <laughs> bindings, you know. So I had to like roll my books into my backpack. I remember yeah, my backpack used to be so us. damn heavy. Like, I'm lucky <laughs> I don't have back problems, motherfuckers. It's interesting to see sort of like there's a lot of similarities here because I we, we didn't have like I didn't have a vision teacher, did you, Cleves? Not something that was called a vision teacher. Well, here's the thing, right? When I was growing up. And I was I was absolutely fine. I was a normie till I was about seven or eight. Oh, then shut the fuck up then. Normie, normie. That's funny. I was a normie. Like okay. this section's not for you. I, I, <laughs> I didn't need any of your special visions. All right. <laughs> I had my own, and all of a sudden it was gone. Hey, Tended to be one of the. I'm two. gonna use that from now on, normie. Well, we'll get on to like when it, it came in for you, because I know that was at like a later point, wasn't it, Cleese? But mm. um, I think I resonate a lot with, with what you've, you've both said, because uh, I've had my sight issues from like day one, and the council, the local council, would provide the bare minimum, and um. the, the attitudes with schools were you either get everything, i.e. they would find out the most disabled child in the entire county, you and you would shut up <laughs> you'd either get everything or nothing and the first school i went to i got nothing at all and even though they could do like very little things that, that could have helped me like no 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 no. there's a school over there that deals with very severe disabilities it's still a mainstream school still public school and i'll send them there so they did and i learned to type. Um, I also learned Braille. I was lucky to learn Braille and I eventually got qualified as a Braille teacher. Never done anything with it, but they're like, oh, your eyes might fall out one day, so let's teach you Braille. But that was just a result of you get everything or you get nothing. Mm-hmm. And that depends on where you live in the country. So it, it comes down to the budget of what the council are willing to give. And what you usually have is there'd be a few schools in the area where all the money would go to. So this is the disability money for children. We're giving it all to this school and all disabled children go to this school. So you'd have one room and they'd just take on everyone. It didn't matter if you were deaf, paraplegic, had polio, visually impaired. It didn't matter. They would take every student. Polio? Wow. Polio is still a thing. You really did go to a Victorian school, didn't you? Probably <laughs> has been wiped out for years. Not wiped out for years. <laughs> so, so normie, when your sight started to go, you you were still like, if we we start to move on from the younger ages and we start to move into like the middle, like junior, the middle ages when you went to school, the middle. <laughs> the middle ages. I was thinking he was going to say that. <laughs> uh, so if we go to, if we move along from this to sort of what you, you guys would call junior high, and we would call that the beginning of sort of secondary school. So, so Mr. Mr. Normal Cleaves, this is when it would start to affect you. My blindness had kicked in during primary school. Like primary, primary school in the UK is what, between five and 11? Five and 11. Yeah. And my like blindness kicked oh. in around seven or eight. It was always there lurking in the background. I just had no symptoms. And then all of a sudden, bam, it was there. Yeah, that's when people at school start to get a little bit involved. I remember this one exercise that I did where they uh, got a load of like, uh, what do they call them in America? Do you know, like um, decorating, like cake decorating sprinkles, like jimmies, those little like sugar strands. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they sprinkled them all over a piece of paper. And then we're like, right, see how many you can pick up. And I was like, what What does this solve? Like, uh, what does this prove? That is mean. That is mean. And 
And then they did exactly the same, but with like uh, a different bit of colored paper underneath with loads of like different colors on it, just to see how good or bad my uh, color differentiation skills were at the time. So they Again, made you pick know. up sprinkles? <laughs> well, I just remember doing this one exercise. I, I think maybe they thought as a kid, you know, whatever you can pick up, you could eat maybe. I have no idea. But That's what I would have done. Again, I <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it proved either. I mean, is, is 10 sprinkles good? Is 10 sprinkles bad? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember doing that exercise at, at primary school. And then... Then basically just telling the teachers that yeah he can't he can't see too well you might have to give him some stuff in uh, larger print or back then I was writing with a a pen on paper and you used to have I don't know you used to have you used to have like a, a set of guidelines underneath the plain paper and you used to have, I used to have really thick lines underneath it so I could yep. see through the paper and make sure that oh, I write I know straight exactly on it. what you're talking about yeah and then and then I moved up to secondary school which in the UK starts at about 12. It's between 12 and 16 in the UK. And then they, again, because I went to a, just a, a normal state public school, public school, yeah, crap school, I was going to call it. I don't really know what to, poor school. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one, that, one that you went to for free, you didn't have to pay for. And I imagine they didn't pay a lot for the teachers either. But you, you got little bits of help here and there. You would have one person that, would come around maybe once every every term or I guess every semester and just basically said, oh, how are you going? Do you need anything? And then maybe give you like a magnifier or an extra like working light or something that you could plug into to shine a little bit of extra light onto your work. But other than that, I didn't really get anything. I do remember in preschool and in kindergarten having to do these tests where like, you had to like see if there was a pattern or if things were matching or, or identify your colors and things. And I remember like my speech therapist giving it to me, probably because there was no vision teacher at the time. But I remember always having to like do that with them. And I don't know if it told them how if I was following along with class, like if I was at the same level as everyone, if it was a test given to everyone in the class, I don't know. Or if it was just a test for just me and my vision and things like that. So what I would say from, from listening to you both is that America seems like it's a little bit more ahead of England in a lot of ways in that when you were talking about audible skills and um, visual skills and, and just having a vision teacher and things like that. And even when you were talking about speech therapy and stuff like that in England, it's a case of kids went to school and it was like, Oh, kids disabled. Hmm. We should probably get someone to, to look at that it, it was, <laughs> as, as, a, as a sort of, it was never action. It was like, yeah. it was a point, point to be raised in meetings, but nothing ever happened about it. It was always like, send them here. It was like, that was usually the thing. Send them here or do the bare minimum you can. And I suppose that's what happened with, with me. Like I, I went to a place, luckily, where they gave me everything, uh, for better or worse, because I didn't need it all. Things like vision teachers just don't exist. Or well, they didn't. No, no, they still don't, from my understanding. Yeah, I also had to do speech therapy when I was three. And I don't remember why or what, but... Yeah, it's interesting that you guys don't have what we have here. So when you got to like junior high, did things change for either of you? Was was there more support, less support? I, I mean, did you did you go to sort of mainstream sort of public schools again? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I was I was always at a public school, but I mean, I did get like mainstream. Like I, you know, I did everything that was expected of me to do for somebody at my grade level for sure. Uh, I did get some support. Like, I, they made sure that I had all my materials and stuff like that. They did spend some time with me, but, you know, it becomes less and less, you know? Did they give you any, like, visual aids? Did they give you any, like, magnifiers? Absolutely, yeah. I got magnifiers. I've got large print stuff. I've got audiobooks, um, recorders and stuff like that. Huh? I'm sorry? They gave you all that at school? Yes. Yeah. All of it. Damn. Yeah. None of that. Oh, <laughs> it's not that. That's why it's stupid. Not why it's stupid. It's why I've learned to adapt. I guess um, you know when you you know when you're not given stuff, you kind of find your own option, absolutely. like your own way of dealing with things. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of really gotten used to that. Uh, I guess even from growing up. Right. Yeah. Like I've I remember like I've got like 
magnifiers and like even like the electri- the the electric magnifiers, CCTVs. Uh, I remember in elementary school, I had a monocular, which I hated, and I told the story about how I lost it, but I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They offered me one of those, and I was just like, I can't be seen in class with one of those. Yep. Like, <laughs> it was a full-on, like, I just, I can't, it's not even hideable. It's not like I can even just, like, palm it in the side of my hand and just pretend I'm scratching my eye while I'm looking at the board or something. It's, it just... It wasn't one of the things I could do. I was just like, I'm going to be... The kids will kill me if they see me with one of those. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. I'm like, it's obstructing my visual field than what it is. So, mm. ugh, I, I just did not like it. I was not a fan. Well, once I got into junior high, they switched it to middle school. And what uh, what ages is that? What's middle school? Um, Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um, I know <laughs> in... <clears throat> so back where like where I'm from, Chicago, some places call it junior high, other places, you know, depending on where you're middle at, school. middle school. But uh, I know okay. sixth, seventh, and eighth is junior high now. But when I came, when I moved to Wisconsin, I did eighth grade here, and that was middle school, which was sixth, seventh, and eighth. And then ninth through twelfth was high school. It's a bit strange in the UK. Like, there's there's a little bit of difference. Like, there are middle schools and upper schools around, but I think the more common thing is you go to primary school until you're around 11 years old, and then you go to your next school until you're 16 years old, and that's secondary school. And it it does vary. Like, it depends on the area. So I went to just a secondary school. In fact, I went to what's known as a grammar school, and it wasn't because I was particularly smart. It's a very outdated way of uh it's an outdated system and like proper like oh we want to be proper british so that when we are advertising to the rest of the world we want to be able to show all these students in their uniforms like harry potter and looking all all fancy and nice but we were all idiots (laughs) (laughs) oh my god cue the harry potter theme song here if it's if it's allowed um so so with like Harry Potter and stuff like that, like the kids, I know they wore like, you know, the school uniforms, like the suits, the ties, the sweaters and stuff like that. And um, so when I read Harry Potter, I could hear I kept hearing things like head boy, head girl, prefect, headmaster, head of house um, in like the houses and stuff like that. Is that a thing? Uh, it depends where you go. It was when I went to school, and they they were just huge nerds, all of them. Huge, <laughs> huge nerds. Uh, it wasn't a popularity contest. Like, I, I I imagine like Homecoming King and Homecoming Queen and stuff like that. Yep. It, it wasn't like that at all. It was the best, the students with the best grades, who never spoke to anyone, and then they'd be like, head boy, head girl, and all we thought of them was like head knock. Oh, wow. Uh, the one person that wouldn't be invited to anything, because if anything wasn't on the level, they'd be like, they'd they, they snitch you up immediately. <laughs> At our school, um, we didn't actually have a head boy or girl, but someone was kind of voted head boy or head girl. And I'm somewhat ashamed to admit this, but I was voted... <laughs> That person, the head of of my year, one year, and it was largely down to a canoeing trip that I'd been on with school with all of my friends. Um, And because I was only partly sighted at the time, like I could still go canoeing. And we were mainly in like two man canoes and the person at the front would basically just row for all his worth and the person at the back would steer. But the kind of the person at the front kind of was reliable to point out the rocks and stuff so that people at the back could steer. Anyway, I was at the front. So it wasn't great. We scratched up that canoe pretty badly. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so that got you that title? Everyone loved that you scratched up the canoe? Or uh, Yeah, yeah. There, well, there was, there was that. And also, one night um, we were playing cricket in the dark, and I have <laughs> night blindness. Like, I, can literally, I can literally see nothing. Right. So oh, I have me, that too. Like, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, me too. we're... You know, people are bowling and I'm batting. I'm playing just for the hell of it. And I'm just swinging and I'm missing pretty much every time. <laughs> but it's fine. Like, someone's running with me. We're playing like quick cricket. So even if you miss, you still run so long as you don't get caught out. Anyway, I hit it the first time. Banging hit. Ooh. 
Oh. Get caught out instantly. Done. One hit out. And that, that was it. It was like laughter all round. And then because all of our like head of years and stuff were there, when it came down to our um, like sixth form prom at the end of the year and we had to pick a person, it was me basically for fucking up a canoe <laughs> and like blindly <laughs> batting at cricket. That's and that's awesome. how I got that. So sympathy vote. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 100%, so that's yeah. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want it. Like I didn't even do you know what? I didn't even know about it. I went to my I went to my like uh, prom at the end of the year and then they were just like, Oh, we're gonna do this head boy, head girl thing. And I was like, All right, fine, fuck it, it's not gonna be me. And then like they started talking about it and they started talking about canoeing and, and like cricket and I was like, Oh shit, it sounds like me. <laughs> And then I have to oh. walk up in front of everyone while everyone sat down in their like best gowns and like come up and accept this award. And it was dark as shit as well. So someone had to walk me up to the front, which is even more embarrassing, just to accept this award. Like, uh, thank you. <laughs> I have no speech prepared, but thanks and see you, I guess. Well, that's the last time I'm going on a trip with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a loser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to play cricket now. It's uh, not even a good game. I don't even like cricket. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I, played, I played cricket to a high level, mate. Yeah, that, Don't be fun to cricket around. Hey, you don't feel bad anything. about the canoe. I went on a canoe trip once, and I kept going on to the shore and running into trees and weeds and stuff. But <laughs> I don't feel bad about the canoe. It wasn't my canoe. Yeah, it wasn't my <laughs> either, so. Hey, that's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. My friend was in the back. He was one meant to be steering. Yeah. How, how do you fun. like break a canoe? Aren't they like metal, or are they different for you guys? No, they're made from like um, like plastic. Yeah, carbon, carbon fiber. Yeah, carbon fiber, fiber. yeah. Oh, it's not wow. broke. It's just that it's scraped all the bottom, and you have to have the bottoms resurfaced. <gasps> really? For oh, us, yeah. they're like metal. They're kind of like aluminum sounding. If you like knock on them. Oh no, this is not the case. Yeah, like this is yeah, carbon fiber. Like, <laughs> My cane is made out understand. of carbon fiber. Yeah, basically the same material. To be fair, fiberglass. Well, that's carbon not fiber. even that like mm. sturdy. That makes no sense to me. Pretty well, yeah. That, I guess they probably assume that most people aren't going to be running headlong into rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like, if, if we bring it back to sort of like what year what you do get sort of like for your money as a, a vision paired blind person at junior high, sort of those, those ages. But I, again, it was sort of like you get pretty much everything or nothing in the UK. Again, it depends on what the council will offer you. So I had a laptop and all sorts of stuff and a weird woman, weird old lady would follow me to my classes and write <laughs> notes down from the board. Was it your mom? It was not my mom. <laughs> I mean, oh that would God. have been even more embarrassing, but it's like a 70 year old woman who would follow you around with a notepad. It's like, yeah, yeah, you your teens. I know you said no, but let me ask you again. Was it your mom? No. <laughs> oh my God. You guys have no idea how much I got that when I was a kid in elementary school. They'd be like, Angie, is that your mom? Is that your mom? And I'm like, no. That's not my mom. <laughs> the fuck? Oh. Yeah, it it was humiliating, especially when you're in your teens. You you're trying to be the cool guy, the cool guy at school, and you're trying to like pick up girls and stuff like that. And it's like, and all the time you've got some old bat following you around, going, "Oh, mate, have you done your homework for the next class?" Like, fuck off! Like, <laughs> I need you to write down what's on the board, not lecture me on my lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I did not. You're gonna write that down too. <laughs> oh, yeah, she would. She would be on my case if she's like, "Oh, why have you done your homework?" It's like I didn't want to. Like, I don't care. And then she's like, "Oh, well," and then like you couldn't even hide it because like when you don't do your homework, you hope. Oh, the teacher just won't come to me. I'll, pl- I'll roll the dice. Yeah. And then she'll just go up to the front and say, he hasn't done his homework. I was like, oh, jeez. bitch. You bitch. Oh, you snitched me up. No doubt. I'd be so mad. <laughs> oh, and that was what they thought I needed. They needed someone to guide my moral compass. Did well, it I- work? No, no. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually probably dead now as well. If she's still alive, I'm I'm sorry, you were very helpful and you ruined my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> if we move on to sort of like high school, 
So high school is, is a bit different for the UK because uh, you guys, you've got to go to school to 18, don't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Not like that for us. Like, at, Well, when we when we finish school, like when you're 16, you can just go, see you later. I'm going to go and like, get some unemployment benefits and go down the pub. Like, you can do that if you want. <laughs> it's changed now. Now you have to be at school until you're 18. But back then, you it was an option. And me and Cleese, we both we both took the option. We did a couple of extra years. It was pretty much hard sold to us at the time that you have to go to university. It's the only way you're ever going to get a good job. Or at least that's how it was hard sold to me constantly all the way through my school. Get good grades, go to university, you'll get a great job. But to get to university, you had to go to sixth form or what we call college, which would be when you're 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, you have to do two extra years worth of, of school, basically. Otherwise, you don't get to university. And I I stayed in the same place, so my story doesn't really change because I still have the same old crazy lady following me around when you're 18 years old. But the, the bonus there was because I was no longer a minor, I would just go to the pub at lunch and get drunk <laughs> and then show up to my law-like classes in the afternoon off my face, just sitting there with a Red Bull, shaking because I'm drunk. And she's like, you all right? It's like, yep, fine. I'm paying attention. And then just fall asleep. <laughs> That's what I did. That's a commitment, mate. That Red Bull really, really worked then, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it gave you it wings, me, huh? Yeah, Yay. Extra twitchy. But as far as sort of like what, what you guys sort of went through, when you went to like high school, did the... Did you get more? Did you get less? How did it affect you, sort of like being visually impaired in high school? Because that, that's what we can't get I got into less help. I got less because I didn't have a vision teacher then and they didn't have anyone to fill in. So we had to, quote, advocate for ourselves. Yeah. So exactly. I had to always say, you know, oh, I need notes and try to get the teacher by yourself to not have the whole class hear me. Oh, I can't see the board. You can't see the board. Oh, MG, that that's you know, you're different than us. Ah, ha, ha. You know, <laughs> oh, like <that> so- <laughs> it was hard for me to like read music, like literally read music, not like learn to read it, but the the notes were kind of small. So yes. and and things like that. But I was in choir and stuff, but for us like High school, it went from ninth through twelfth grade, and it was ninth grade was freshman, tenth um, grade was sophomore, eleventh grade was junior, twelfth grade was senior, and the freshmen got ragged on because they were low low men on the book totem pole. Like we had um, Spirit Week, and one of the days was you know we had like pajama day, and you know different days like um, we're wear your hair crazy day and one of the days I remember was special color day or I don't know what they named it but they had a had a color for each grade and like they always gave the freshmen the crappiest colors like yeah. <laughs> one year they gave them brown so they had to, oh, <laughs> they had to come to school wearing something bad. brown and stuff and the rest of the grades all got you um, know reg- regular colors but I'm also um, thinking as well, like pajama day. That's definitely been like a guy, a man, a pervy man. Is in bed. I just have pajama <laughs> day. Girls, you don't have to wear bras today. Like, ah, oh, it's so pervy, and you know, like getting kids yeah. in like, oh, with I their know. pajamas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even bad. remember if guys wore anything. Maybe like pajama pants. Maybe with yeah, shirt pajama or something. Pants, but yeah, that's yeah, like, girls know, got all in into it. Girl, I know. I was thinking as I was saying that, I was like, "Wait, what? What guys wear?" <laughs> yeah. I don't wear anything to bed, so I just show up naked. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck there, buddy. No, I, I um, so I also got less help, um, as I said, and it was more of like, I like they were there, but I needed to advocate and make sure that I had my materials and stuff like that and you know that is it and then I also I had you know O&M so orientation and mobility which is like learning how to use my cane using it outside of school like 
street crossings and stuff like that, which I didn't get enough O&M, so I got more in college. But anyway, Spirit Week, yeah, my school did it. I never participated in it because I thought, well, why? Why am I going to do it? You know, I just didn't feel (laughs) like doing it. So I just went about my day and did what I had to do and come back home. I was an introvert. I still am. I got all into it. But um, one one instance I remember um, that was stacked against me in school because of my vision is I was I got a key to the elevator in high school. The only problem was the elevator was on the opposite side of the building as all my classes. And so my class, my homeroom, that was the room that you started out in, in in my school. This isn't always the case in public schools, but you started out in your homeroom. That was for like 10 minutes. And that was when they had all like the announcements. Yep. And then you left and went to your first class. Well, my homeroom was sort of on the opposite side. And then I had to wind through the halls of thousands of students and pass the stairs go to the elevator, take the elevator, wait for it. I only had five minutes of passing time, which wasn't enough for the someone with the best vision. Use the elevator, get up to only the next floor and pat and go to the room on the next floor that was directly next to the stairs that I had to pass to get to the elevator. <laughs> and so I walked into class like seconds late and that bitch of a teacher would put me, had tart. Um, had 40 tardies for me in one semester and my mom was like why does she have so many tardies oh she'd walk in late well she was a hard ass to begin with like it was different when the students were standing outside of the room mingling and talking and stuff and didn't walk in till after the bell or as the bell was ringing like you had to be in your seat when the bell rang and so I was walking in or like literally like at my desk ready to sit down. She'd still mark me tardy. I didn't even know. I liked her until like I found out about this. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally I was like, screw it. I'm not using my key. So I stopped using my key and I used the stairs. And my mom's like, why aren't you using the elevator? I'm like, the elevator is on the other side of the school and I'm late. And my mom like, bitch the teacher out like she's like look my daughter's visually impaired you give she's given a key to use the elevator she uses it and then you guys punish her for using it you know and it was just such a such a imposition that I was just like screw it I'm using the stairs from now on I never used it after that semester because it was just I had no classes on that side of school none and so it was like why am I even using this? This is stupid. And I would have friends be like, hey, can I take the elevator with you? I'd be like, well, I guess. And I'd use it with them like at lunch hour and stuff. But that was that was to the extent of it. You are a lucky bitch. I never got an elevator <laughs> key. Here's what I got. <laughs> to leave class early. Also, not only that. I tripped down the stairs so many times. Oh. I ran into people. A bunch of times, the crowds gave me anxiety. Oh. So then oh. my O&M instructor was like, why don't you just trail the wall? Leave early and just trail the wall when there's crowds. That is the worst advice to give a student. I was only to use my cane outside of school, not inside of school. Why? Because... It's a good weapon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, but it's just like... It's better than a guide dog. I mean, you can't swing a guide dog easy. Right, exactly. But, like, when you have when you have some vision, they think that it's enough for you to get around without a cane. That's mm. what... Except well, for fully sighted people. Well, that's what some O&M instructors think. Some. Just to be clear, was it that they didn't let you use the cane in school, or was it that you didn't want to use it because of they, how people would look at you? No, they they, they said I didn't need to use it in school because I knew my way around. Well, a dick move on that part. And, and so listeners understand there's two things wrong with trailing the walls. One is that that's, that's usually where the lockers are. Yep. And two, doors are open, and so you're going to run into the door. Exactly. Yeah. 
Again, that's another difference between your school and my school. My school did not have lockers. We carried everything with us and it got put on the back of our seats in class and under oh. our tables. Ow. Oh, that sucks. That does yeah. suck, man. I don't know. Yeah. You just kind of... I don't know what I would do with my locker, but I did have a combination lock. I couldn't... I had a get a key one my senior so year because that's when my vision got worse but I had to look so close to that thing and I was jealous of my best friend her combination was 10 20 30 and of course they couldn't like give me that combination they're like oh well we'll give you a combination that's as close as to like the the 10 20 30 or 5 15 whatever marks as we can so a lot of times it'd be like 29 and 31 it's like you can't tell me in a a school of thousands of students you can't give me a combination that's better than i think my combination was like 31 5 21 or something it's like oh don't hurt yourself you give me one number that's not a notch like yeah yeah i was not able to use combination locks so i just used the key lock so yeah, my, my school, we did have lockers, but they were really tiny and no one really used them. And because where, where I went, they're all old buildings. So we had four different buildings. Oh. So it was too inconvenient. Like the, the lockers were the size of a shoebox. Oh, gosh. So you couldn't really put anything in them. So you just end up taking everything with you anyway, because all of your, your classes would be all over the campus. So... You, there's no point not taking everything with you. So what we ended up doing, or what I ended up doing, is the first day of school, you get a sandwich and you put it in the locker and you come back on the last day of school <laughs> and you hit the person you don't like with it as hard as you can oh. to the point where it was black sludge. Oh, it was so... Oh, it was... And it stunk. It Yuck. smelled so bad. A oh, cheese sandwich so that's nine months old. <laughs> Did you guys get like random drug testing, like where they could go in your lockers or go through your stuff if they if they were alerted to a problem or no. Thankfully no. No, never. Like in cities like London and stuff like that, knife crime was a big thing. And some schools oh. did have security to check for knives when you went in, but I never had that growing up. I I, um, I had to do an English speech once. We did this. This is like in England. You have to you get taught certain syllabus, and one of them was like a book of poems. And I can't remember what it was. Anyway, the, in the in this poem, right, this this guy basically picks up a hitchhiker, and then the hitchhiker kills the guy that's picked him up. Um, and then me and my friend were sort of acting that out a little bit in this like English speech that we had to do. So I bought a knife in, thinking <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, and the you know the English speech went really well, and then at the end of the um, at the, at the speech, the teacher took the knife off me, and I had to. My parents had to come in and get it. Oh no! <laughs> well, did. Columbine. Did you guys hear about Columbine here in America? Yeah. Uh, that happened when I was in eighth grade. So after that, we always had the intruder drills and stuff. And what year was um, Columbine? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Damn, I was like. 10 years I know I'm the old granny of this group that's okay (laughs) you're not even that much older than us that's a thing no I'm not (laughs) not too much probably the baby of the group right now but luckily our um school was was pretty safe I mean I know people got weapons taken away from them and a dumbass chick uh had uh vodka in her water bottle and she got that disposed of and they figured that out quick and and she got suspended it was like why would you do that why you're that's dumb how, that's how you get drunk like, at any festival in the uk ever well yeah, yeah but don't, don't be <laughs> like in the, yeah. in, in the middle of a high school of thousands of students with a water <laughs> bottle with vodka and you're probably bragging True. about it too yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like I got vodka. Up. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Smell this. <laughs> Everyone's so down. They think that it's water. You want some vodka? <laughs> if we go back to sort of like our experiences, to sort of like sum it up, like just like what our experiences were. Do you think that what what you got was 
good enough for what you needed or not really? It could have been better. Yeah. No, I was going to, I was just going to ask you, did you get any like extra help in exams? I got extra time for tests. I did. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. I was not supposed to get timed tests, but they gave them to me anyway, like in math. Oh, one thing is that they put me in all like the LD classes just because of my vision. And I wasn't LD, oh, like learning disabled. Yeah. That happened to me in elementary school. That's what happened and in elementary school. It happened throughout my whole schooling. And so I kind of have this mindset that I'm not smart because I was put in those classes. Like not all the classes were like that, but I didn't get adequate math skills. I didn't get adequate like English skills. I was kind of jealous of the people who were like, oh yeah, we have to take take speech and oh yeah, we're learning about Greek mythology. I wanted to learn about Greek mythology. I wanted to take speech. Yeah. Like that so that's that's the mm. one thing I don't like. So definitely, yeah, it could have been better. It was okay, but now that my vision has gotten worse and I really kind of resent not learning Braille, but they have the mindset if you don't need it, we're not gonna give it to you. But if I would have learned it, I could have there's so many benefits of learning braille and then as an adult knowing it obviously when you're a kid you learn things faster and then when you're an adult learning something it takes you longer and so not knowing that my vision was going to get worse I didn't think I need braille but then when I did it was like gosh I really wish they would have taught me this regardless braille would have been nice to learn it would have saved my ass in high school um, more O&M would have been nice, because I would have been confident right out of high school from the get-go. And I wouldn't have been so insecure about my blindness, and... Oh, also, I forgot to add, when you were talking about, like, security guards and stuff like that, I had security guards in high school, too, and I don't remember them doing this ever, like, checking the lockers and stuff like that for drugs, but I know that it's been done. Uh, we don't have that here, but I, I went on a school trip once to Washington, D.C., and I had my long cane. And I got stopped by two police officers who wanted oh. to inspect my cane. And they're like, this is a weapon. It's like, no, it's not oh, a long cane. What are you talking about? We can make it a weapon. And yeah, like, we can make it a weapon easily. So we've talked about our experiences. And my, I, I think if we round it out, like this episode, like, I want to know, like, what are the alternatives? Because we all went to, like, public schools. And in the UK, there are specialist schools for the disabled i didn't go to one but i did go to essentially it was an application day and this was at a boarding school in the middle of the countryside my parents didn't send me there in the end because they got there and there were a lot of children there with a lot of like very severe disabilities down syndrome autism cerebral palsy schizophrenia and my parents flat out asked, if we bring, send our son to this school, what is he going to learn? They said, oh, we, we teach all the kids the same. My, my, my dad was like, what? what do you mean the same? So, oh, yeah, we have one syllabus. They're all taught the same thing. He's like, so my visually impaired son is going to be schooled like someone with a very severe learning oh. disability. Oh, and went, yeah, because and they're like, Cause that's how we do it. And it's like, my son will go to mainstream school. It's okay. It's like he, he hasn't got any learning disabilities. He's like, my dad's like, I'm not knocking any kids who are here, but you can't teach all the kids like based on the most disabled. You can't take the most disabled yeah. kid and teach no. everyone based on that. And these, these still exist in the UK today. I don't know if they're as bad as they were. I'm just wondering if there's, there's like specialist schools in the US where you basically go and you live there for your semesters. Yeah, so there's schools for the blind and schools for the deaf, and sometimes schools for the blind and deaf are, like, combined into one. Uh, and depends on what state you're in. But we never went to them. We have friends who went to them. And I could say the one advantage that would have been cool was to, like, participate in blind sports. Yeah. But um, I know that, like, for, like, the education side and stuff like that, I know that, like, later in the year, like, 7th, you know, 8th, you know, through, like, high school and stuff like that, you go to, like, a local public school to get, like, your other credits or something like that, from what I've heard. So, I honestly, I couldn't really tell you if, academics-wise, if it 
if it was really worth it. I know that you have to be, like, your school district has to agree on you going there because uh, they have to pay for it. So, like, for me, my vision was not bad enough for me to go there because the school wants, you know, as many people as they can get. And they're like, well, we can we can give her the stuff she needs and everything like that. And so I didn't get to go there, but I know people when I went to blindness training from other states that said they didn't get good enough confidence skills in their blind schools. They didn't get good enough uh, blind learning. Like that's why they were going to get blindness training because the blindness training they got in their schools for the blind was just not adequate. And there were a lot of kids who were cognitively disabled at those schools too. So they kind of lowered the expectations. Mm -hmm. So those are some issues that come out of it, but it's different in every state. And there are people who come out of the schools for the blind that do go right into college and do very well and are successful blind professionals. Yeah, like Kimberly said, you don't get to choose whether you want to go. It's if, let's say, if you're not thriving in a public school setting, or if you're not getting the services that you need, then you get sent. You can Uh, get sent to the school for the blind. I mean, we, me and Creed, we met at a blind college, which would be essentially a senior year from what what you've described. Yeah, that's when you're sort of 17, 18 years old. Yep. Yep. Um, And we have less than, uh, less than nice things to say about our experiences. I would say that's 50% of the college, 50% our attitudes towards it at the time. Yeah, I think we both came out of it because it was a specialist blind college. And the I think a lot of the issues we saw were there were people there who had been, always been at a, a specialist or sort of blind, blind school and through all their education. And I think looking at it, I'm glad that I went through mainstream because you see it's sort of like putting you in a bubble. Yep. And yep. the real world is not like that. It's yeah. You, you need to take the, the the good with the bad, and even if it's tough, it I think it acclimatizes you to be like really good in society. You can get on with people, and you know you're part of society. Yes, you've got a disability, but you've got to work around it. Especially if you're not given everything you need, like you work around that. And we saw some some people like at the age of eighteen years old can't make a sandwich. I think that's not because you haven't been taught. It's because you've gone to a college where no one has expected anything of you. Like you've yeah. gone to a school for the blind and everything's been done for you, but you're, you're so unprepared for life in general. Yeah, I would I'm, definitely say that, yes, sometimes people are sheltered, you know? I'm glad I didn't go because I feel like I wouldn't have had as big a circle as friends. I feel like the only friends I would have had are the friends that were in my grade or around my age in that school for the blind that is only with state of Wisconsin. So my friend group would not have been nearly as large and Although I might have gotten better services like learn Braille and things, but I was like a really good singer. Like I was able to get my mom paid for singing lessons and I was auditioned and finally made the elite choir my senior year. And that choir only took the best of the best singers and we were the best choir to perform at, at our concerts. And I was even um going to go to Iceland with them but around that time 9-11 happened and my only two friends I wasn't popular by any means my only two friends pulled out of going to Iceland who were in that choir with me and so I didn't go so I really wish I did because I still had somewhat vision at the time but anyway I don't think I would have had nearly the opportunities I did have in public school that I would that I would have lacked that in the school for the blind. Although they did have like fewer in cheerleading, you automatically got to the state state cheerleading competitions because they cater to the blind school. And I know friends who went there got to go to like a uh, space camp and stuff because 
if you went to the blind school, you got to go there too. So they had like really cool advantages, but I'm glad I stayed in public school. Yeah, same. You know, although we do have friends who did go to the blind school, but they, you know, turned out to be like successful and, you know, they went on to college and they have friends from like different friend groups and everything like that. So. I, I mean, I, I'm happy I went to a mainstream school. I think you're the same, Marty Cleaves. I'm really glad I went to a mainstream school because I didn't get a lot of help. It means I'm good at solving my own problems now. It yeah, means yeah. that I don't take shit from people. Right. And I can look after myself. Exactly. And that's because no, no one helped me out to an extent. Well, right. they did a little bit, but not to a massive extent. And that's why right. that's what I like from mainstream school. It sucked. It was hard. But, you know, in the long term, it pays off. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that, and I I did have a bit more help than what other people. I was lucky; I got more help than what other other people would usually get. But it was still tough, and you you do have to grow a thick skin. And I think going to a like a special blind college, even for a year, like highlighted that I was glad to go to a mainstream school because even though there were benefits from being in a specialist school, I think the, the benefits of going to mainstream weren't outweighed by what you would get at a specialist blind college or school. And that's how it is over here in the UK. You're lucky. If you get good stuff, like you're lucky, but it depends on the person more than anything, I think. The fact that I was blind or becoming blind as a teenager meant I had to become sort of uh, extrovert to an extent and just embrace what it was because my friends were all dicks. And if I wasn't a dick <laughs> with them, then, you know. Yeah, not in, a, not in a nasty way. They would help me out wherever I needed being helped out. But if you can't laugh at yourself, then they're not going to be laughing with you either. And you don't want to exactly, do that. Exactly. You know, exactly. You don't want to be that guy. Right. Right. Exactly. I always laugh at myself and I laugh at my blindness and I'm just kind of <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, I trip over something. Ha ha. It's funny. I run <laughs> yeah. something. Ha ha. It's funny. You know, like, but and if yeah. other people laugh, I'm just like, well, yeah, you're okay to laugh because it is funny. I would laugh at it. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm even happy that I never went to a private school either. Well, private schools here are parochial, so they, they're they more based on your religious beliefs. And yeah. if you go to a private school, though, they don't have any disability services. Like, no, they don't. There was one down the road from where I lived in high school, and my mom threatened to send me to that if I was a troublemaker <laughs> and it wasn't until later on I realized you know if she ever mentions that again I feel like actually you can't so <laughs> I think this has been an awesome sort of like look at education sort of like I think that there's a lot of differences here between what's like in the UK and, and the US uh, there's some similarities there. I think there's, a, there's some similarities with how things are, but I, I think it's been really good to, to chat about this. Yeah, um, it was yeah, so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. And, of course, we've got some other fantastic topics to come. People just got to stay tuned, um, and we'll have some, some awesome content coming up because, you know, we're, we're all charismatic bitches at the end of the day. Yes, we are. <laughs> Apart from Cleves. It, we've established that he was head boy, so he's a massive nerd. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. I didn't think I was going to get there, right? I just, I'm just good at canoeing, that's all. You're good at canoeing. Yep. From what I heard, you ruined the boat. In America, he'd be homecoming king, so. Yeah. Yeah, all the girls would love him. Oh, hell yeah. Don't don't inflate his head, ladies. You'd you'd get to dance with the homecoming queen, which is the most popular and prettiest girl in the... Yeah. So. Yep. And, and then that, if you were was... a prefect, you'd be student council president. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Now there. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Awesome. Well, it, it's been great to get this first episode, um, and uh, we we look forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Any parting words, guys? Yeah. Uh, Cleves is the homecoming queen. <laughs> hey, you get a tiara. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll love that. All right. Yeah. Till next time. See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Seeing Things Differently. Blindness Across the Pond. With Kay and Cleves. And Angie and Kimberly. You can find us on the following social media. SeesawPodcast at gmail.com and SeesawPod on Twitter. And you can find us at 
Facebook at This Is What Blind Looks Like, Twitter at Blind Looks Like, and you can also email us at This Is What Blind Looks Like Boy at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.